Hope everybody's getting ready for Christmas two weeks from today, coming quickly. End of the year, year almost over. I think as we reflect on the year, we can all have a continuing list of blessings that we have, how God has been working in our lives. And this past Thursday, we just had a reminder as I was sharing with the the inmates over at the jail how important it is year-round to be giving thanks. And if nothing else, we can be thankful for the freedom we have in America to meet like we do, even in jails, to be able to meet with inmates, and inmates are there by choice. And I'm always reminded of that. That's why Doug and I pray for that list every week for those men. I think it was we had one just go up the road for 14 years. We have another one going up the road this next week uh, asking for prayer. We have a young man. uh, He requested a week and a half ago, he said, my favorite song, can we sing that, Victory in Jesus? So we sang that on Thursday. Always one of the favorites for all of us, I think. Well, love by the world's definition has many people confused. Kids at Christmas receive that Disney Frozen Northern Lights Elsa, which I hear is in high demand, or that Snuggles My Dream Puppy, which they love for a few minutes. Then they move on to that next nicely wrapped present. Teenagers get confused when they equate love and physical intimacy. Girls are tempted to believe that the latest makeup will instantly make them beautiful. And boys believe steroids will build them up in hopes that they'll impress everyone, forgetting about all the side effects. Adults believe others will love them if they become workaholics and give to their families and friends everything but their time. Yet all this superficial love is the best the world can come up with. However, as believers at Lakeside in Faith Builders class, we have received God's love and in turn were to practice that love toward one another. It's not a superficial love, but supernatural. And it's a gift from God for us to practice each and every day. The words to the Bill Gaither song, The Family of God, is always a reminder. We're one family in God. There are no higher up places in the body of Christ. We're all sinners saved by grace. And so, join me in 1 John chapter 2. We're still in 1 John. God has directed me the last few months to, to be studying in 1 John. In 1 John chapter 2... Verses 7 through 11 is what we're going to look at this morning. Here we find three reasons why we're to love one another with God's love. 1 John chapter 2, beginning at verse 7. Just to get the context, we'll start at verse 1. My little children, I'm writing these things to you that you may not sin. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. But He Himself is a propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. And by this we know that we have come to know Him if we keep His commandments. The one who says, I have come to know Him and does not keep His commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps His word, 
In Him the love of God has truly been perfected. By this we know that we are in Him. The one who says he abides in Him ought also to walk in the same manner as he walked. Beloved, I am not writing a new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard. On the other hand, I am writing a new commandment to you, which is true in Him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. The one who says he is in the light and yet hates his brother is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother abides in the light. There's no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Before we look at this passage, let's bow in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that you saved us, that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for us out of your grace, out of your mercy. Father, as we walk with you each day, that we have the opportunity to represent you as ambassadors for this short time we're here on earth. Father, may we use even today wisely. Father, may we look to your word and through your Holy Spirit apply what you're wanting to teach us today. Give me the words to speak that I would rightly divide your word. What a privilege and honor to open it with my brothers and sisters. Father, lead and guide. Pray that during this study it will bring all honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the first reason that we're to love one another is because it's an Old Testament command. Look at verse 7. Beloved, I am not writing a new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you've had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard. I like that first word there in verse 7, beloved. It's talking about brethren. Literally divined loved ones, all of us as believers in Christ. The concept of godly love for each other was written many times in the Old Testament. Leviticus 19.18 You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Psalm 133.1 Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. talks about the Old Commandment. That's from the beginning. The beginning of what? The beginning when we were saved and began our walk with God. Do we ever go back and take a moment to that time when we accepted we were a sinner, we needed to repent, Jesus died on the cross for us, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved? At that moment, do we remember that? I know um, I remember in my own life as a child, This was late in grade school, and I remember we had revival meetings all week going on in our church and talked about the rapture could happen any time. And I remember coming home one day after school, and nobody was at home. I thought, oh boy, wow, waited too long. God was really convicting me. I knew I was a sinner, and so I ran to my neighbor's house, and they they were outside in their backyard. I didn't see them, and so I was running around the house. (laughs) But you know, God uses different ways, and sometimes it's good to reflect back at that time when 
when we became adopted into God's family. What a joy that is. And uh, I would encourage you to do that from time to time. That's, that uh, excitement again comes back as we all have different ways God has brought us to Him, but He's brought us to Him by His grace, by His mercy. And I praise God that He chose us before the world was created. I'm thankful. And uh, as I look at uh, the inmates on Thursday, I know a soul is at issue. When I look at that person who's persecuting me, their soul is at issue. Are they going to spend eternity with God or without? God's love comes from God, and it should be a day-to-day practice. When we're saved, God introduced a godly love that has its roots in the Old Testament, but different when we were changed from a sinner to a sinner saved by grace. One inmate put it this way, and I try to share from time to time uh, some of these stories with you because they're written by inmates. They're written from some scripture that an inmate has looked at, and this one is called Forgiveness. It's a short one, written by a female inmate, Rhonda Jones, who's in Natatic, Connecticut, at the York Correctional Institute. Forgiveness is important because when we don't forgive, we cling to that which was. The hurt, the pain, the anger, and the sadness will last when we clench it within our grasp. The memories of these will fade away when we stop reliving them every day and pray. Forgiveness comes from heaven above in God's unconditional love. The Lord's Prayer instructs us to forgive, and forgiveness is how God wants us to live. And so it's important to remember that with God's love. As believers, we're committed to obey God's Word, love Him, and love others, especially those in the body of Christ. It includes our brothers and sisters here at Lakeside. Jesus displayed this love for people often while on the earth. In Luke 10, 29-37, the story of the Good Samaritan. In verses 36 and 37, Jesus said, So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise, showing mercy. What does that mean? Not giving what a person deserves, but giving what God wants us to give them. What we've received from God, His mercy. John 4, 21-24, Jesus showed His love toward the lost Samaritan woman when He said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. So we need to be looking as we're seeking to love one another with God's love. How many opportunities do we have? From week to week, from day to day, when a someone's under a burden, somebody needs extra prayer, how much does it take to pray for them? I know I've told people in the past, and, and I've been working on this with God's help, but I'll say I'll pray for them, and, 
And I know sometimes I forget. So what God brought to mind is pray for him immediately with your thoughts. When you say you're going to pray for him, pray for him even right there. God knows our thoughts, and we can pray for them. And if that's the only time, hopefully not, but at least it's that time. So we're, we're keeping our words. We pray. How many need prayer? How many don't need prayer, I guess, is what I would ask. <laughs> we all do as we walk with the Lord, whether it's for strength for the day, whether it's in a decision that we have to make, whether it's, do I help this person out? And uh, I feel it's very important, especially this time of the year, if God leads us to help somebody, do it. Don't let it pass. Because those opportunities are all around us. It's not always a, a monetary or a, a material thing. Sometimes it's a word of encouragement. And again, I've taken this, uh, and Doug will attest to it. I've asked the inmates how many uh, get too much encouragement, never see a hand. How many give too much, never see a hand. So those are things we can always do for one another. Second reason we're to love one another, verse 8, it's because it's a New Testament command. And here's what it says in verse 8. On the other hand, I am writing a new commandment to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. John defines something that is fresh. It's described which is true in him. Jesus dying on the cross, providing the way we could be saved. And this illustrates a new command. How did Jesus present it as a new example to follow? John 13:1 says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Jesus loves us how long? His children forever. And that's one thing I think is, of course, I'm get, as I'm getting older, uh, I won't say I'm that old, but I'm the uh, same age as Pastor Steve. But... Uh, <laughs> But I think I got six months on him. He always reminds me. But uh, as we get older, <laughs> I think we have uh, more and more opportunities to encourage others that are younger. And I try to do this because I see uh, things that young athletes and all can do that I can't do. And so I, I tell them I'm there with them in spirit. Is that true, Pastor Steve, is that how we handle it? Something like that. <laughs> I think of the old days that we had. But um, anyway, it, it's a uh, walk as we get older and older. I think um, a reminder, we don't know how long we have on this earth. None of us do. Um, and while in the military, the suicide rate was going through the roof, and some of these young men that were taking their lives are trying to take their lives over petty things because they didn't have Jesus. They didn't have that relationship. And that's what it comes down to. Uh, everyone in God's family were here because of God's grace. None of us earned it. None of us deserve it. So we see perfect divine love of God shown in Christ. It's a New Testament command. It's something that we can ever be thankful for, be praising God for. No one except Jesus, God's Son, could totally 
show us divine love by him living it. Philippians 2, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. How do we know what the mind of Christ is? We've we got to be in his word all the time. We need to be studying it. We need to hunger for it. And not only hunger for it and study it, but we need to apply it. And the Holy Spirit helps us to apply it. God does it all. But we have to be willing to say, God, I need that help. I know that pride always can get in the way where we say, well, well, I kind of know it all. We never know it all. And some things, as we were talking in our prayer group this morning, some things we will never totally comprehend from God, but we accept it by faith. I think our brains, I've pictured this before, I think if God really explained some of these to us, I think our minds would blow up. I really do. I mean, we can't comprehend it all. And I still remember a couple years ago, we were studying in Sparks, and we were talking about characteristics of God, and the one thing the kids all remembered, unbelievable, these are kindergartners, incomprehensible. I remember that. What does that mean? Well, we can never know everything about God. Now that's true. And when they can start learning that at that level, we can never, we accept by faith because God is God. So I just wanted to encourage you, even the, the kindergartners, you know, they can learn. And it's such a joy, those of that work in Awana, such a joy every week to see them comprehending those things at a young age. But most of all, that they learn they're a sinner and need Jesus as their Savior. God's love living through believers today, number one display is humility. And that's a tough one because we live in a world that focuses on pride, self-pride. What can I do for me? I am the person. James 4, 6, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. At times, I believe toward each other that we're willing to wash each other's feet. I'm not saying even in a literal way, but sometimes being able to do that, to say others are more important than me. And that's a struggle because the world focuses on me. God says focus on others. First me, but then others, and then we're last, which we should be. The Holy Spirit keeps this humility going on a daily basis so that the fruit of the Spirit is seen in us. So they see the love, the joy, the peace, the long-suffering, the kindness, the goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's from God through us, the Holy Spirit working through us, because the world doesn't have that list, do they? That's God's list. And it's fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. That phrase here in verse 8, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. We know what the true light is. It's Jesus Christ. John eight twelve. Then Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus' love exemplified in him is shining. It's the beginning of the light of the world shining over the darkness of Satan. And I think we'd all agree it's getting darker, even in our own country. The persecution is around the corner, and I think it started in some places of Christians. But God is stronger. 
Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. That helps us to take that next step. That helps us to even risk witnessing to someone if there's an opportunity, even if it could risk further persecution. And those days, I think, are here. But praise God, we have God on our side. Amen. I don't know how else we can get up some mornings. But God is with us and He will never leave us. Commentator A.T. Robertson shares, Old in teaching but new in practice. To walk as Christ walked is to put into practice the old commandment and so make it new as love is as old as man and fresh in every new experience as we show God's love. Jesus is the genuine true light, not the false imitation light that we see around us, that we hear being promoted through the media. A few were mentioned even this morning in our prayer group. Those who falsely lead people down the wrong path. As far as I know, and Pastor Steve could attest to this, but and many of you could, all of us as believers could, John 14:6 is still true today. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes unto the Father but through me. Period. Is that still true today? The way. And I'll tell you, even in the jail, I will just share this with you. It's been very challenging the last year, the last few months, as someone in a leadership position has threatened to bring in a witch to teach us. I will not do that. I will respectfully decline that. So... I'm planning to retire in May, but it could be sooner. (laughs) It's up to the Lord. But I think we have to take a stand. We have to take a stand in the Lord and, and do what He leads us to do. Do we as believers sometimes get on each other's nerves? Yes, we do. But love them anyway because God loves them and they're our brothers and sisters in Christ. We say we can't do it. then let God's love through us help us to do it. Because with God, nothing's impossible. And we need to look at that as well. Third reason we're to love one another is because it's our new way of life. Look at me beginning of verse 9. The one who says he is in the light and yet hates his brother is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother abides in the light. There's no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother is in the darkness walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Strong statement of verse 9. The one who says he's in the light and yet hates his brother is in the darkness until now. Kenneth Weiss, former pastor of Moody, shares, Men fall into two classes, those who are in fellowship with God and therefore walk in light and love, and those who are not in fellowship with God and therefore walk in darkness and hatred. Where love is not, there's hatred. If we say we're following the light, Jesus Christ, and hate our brothers, we're in darkness. It can't go hand in hand of hating others when God tells us to love our brothers and sisters. 
Jesus goes further about hating in Matthew 5:21. You have heard that it was said of those of old, you shall not murder. Whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry and his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Talked about it earlier, but forgiveness is a vital part of loving our brothers and sisters. If somebody offends us, and I battle like we all do, we need to forgive them immediately. How many sins did Jesus die for on our sins on the cross? How many? Half of them? All of them. And so how many sins should we forgive our brothers and sisters? Even if they do it a hundred times, we still forgive them. Because if we're showing God's love when He died on the cross for us, and I think of this often, when Jesus was on the cross, He didn't have to be there. But He loved us that much to be there and to stay there. But He didn't stay on the cross. He rose again. And because of that, we have life through Jesus Christ. Change in a believer's life is displayed in verse 10. It says, the one who loves his brother, talking about the love we should have for one another, God's love, abides in the light. There's no cause for stumbling in him. We need to be living in the light of Christ. His divine love through us for one another. As we are obeying God's word, as we are applying God's word, it will start... I don't want to use this word in a bad way, but it will start oozing out into our lives. I hope that's not too bad of a picture. But it will start showing on the outside what God is doing on the inside. And only God can do that. When we love our brothers and sisters, two results will come about. We'll have that day-to-day divine love for one another. Will be obeying God's word and loving one another. It's honored to lead that service in jail on Thursdays with Doug. And we call each other brothers there. These are inmates. Some are in there for very serious charges, for murder. Some of them are in for drug trafficking that's been going on. They have so many charges, you have to look at two pages. But I don't ever look at the charges. Why? Because we're all sinners, aren't we? Except for the grace of God, I tell them, except for the grace of God, either of us, Doug or I, could be on the other side. But the fact that God is working, I praise God every day for that. Working in the the lives of those men there. And you know what it comes down to? Being in the Word. Not being in the Quran, not being in a spell book of the Satanists that's there now. None of that is the answer. The answer is God's Word because it's the truth. And we need the truth in the world that we're living in. So we're to be abiding, living in the light of Christ. Second, we won't be a stumbling block to our brothers and sisters in Christ. We will not cause them to sin. We will not do something that we know they maybe have a weak area just because we feel we can do it. We will abstain from that. And that's where love of Christ comes in. It's not easy. We can only do it through Christ. 
We can only do it because God's love in our lives is making a change. And it's day to day. We had one inmate who's now on the outside and still keeps in contact with our office from time to time. And you know why he does that? He wants to check in. He wants to let us know he's still walking with the Lord. And so that's encouraging to know that because as I think I've shared in the past, he and his wife were in drugs for 25 years between them, both of them. And this last week when he called and checked in, he said, can you hold on the phone for a minute, Chaplain John? I want you to talk to my wife. And so she got on the phone. She said, thank you for being there for my husband. He's made so many changes. God has done so much in his life. I thank you for being there. And it's hard not to get emotional when those things are going on because it's God working through the Word. I said, Eric, stay in the Word. Keep memorizing it. God will keep walking with you day to day. You've got your wife back. They were on the verge of divorce. She tore up the papers and said, I see a new man here. I want that. So they found a church where the Word is taught and they're going day by day and that's all it is, day by day. And that's why that song, I guess, that's why those men always say, we want to, we'd really like to sing victory in Jesus every week because <laughs> that's where it is. Our victory can only be there. It's not... And making a deal that they get 10 years instead of 40 years, really wherever they are, they can serve the Lord. And if that's going to be up the road, it'll be up the road. But we pray for them, right, Doug? As they go up the road, that they will stay strong. And they can only stay strong through the Word. That's our lamp under our feet. We live in a dark world that's getting worse and worse. But God is always the answer. God's Word is always truth. Something we should be following every day. I wanted to share this about God's love. This is something that was written by Anthony in Lake City, Florida. He's in one of our state institutions, God's love. With every morning sunrise, the message shines right through. He whispers softly in my ear those sweet words, I love you. In the song of nature singing, in the quiet summer breeze with the crackling of the thunder through a baby's gentle sneeze can be found his love and goodness through everything that is. He tells us that he loves us and that we are truly his. In my heart and in my being and every thought I think, the thing of which I'm certain is that he will not forsake. His love in every part of life, his love is there to share Grab handfuls and then toss them, for it's up to us to share. God's love is ever-growing, sent daily from above. Every good thing I say or do is only through His love. Remember, these are men and women behind bars, some of them facing a lot of time. Keep their eyes on Jesus. Walk with Him today. Wake up in the morning and say, God, thank you for waking me up today. Today's December 11, 2016. There's only going to be one day like this. But God knew before the 
world was created, he knew every one of us would be here this morning. That's amazing. But that's the God we serve. No limits on him. So we're to keep loving one another, practicing what it says in Hebrews 3.13, exhort one another daily. Not once in a while, not just on Sunday, not just on Wednesday, but daily. Because it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Our brothers and sisters, each of us need to know we love one another in the Lord. There's no, well, I don't like you or, or your personality cringes me. Nothing like that. There's no restrictions because it's God's love that we're to have for each other. The final warning about watching our walk is shared in verse 11. But the one who hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness, does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. The ungodly portray hatred because they're lost. They're blind. Headed to an eternity in the lake of fire. Can't see because they turn from the light and continue to love the darkness. I know this is kind of a gross example, but you know with those big pimento bugs that we have around here, hopefully you don't see them too often, our roaches, even smaller ones, they love the darkness. And when you go over there and turn the light on, what do you see? Scramble. Scramble for cover. They love that darkness. But when you put the light on, And so the unsaved, when they love the darkness because there's no light to say what you're doing is sin, they scramble. But you know, God's grace, God's mercy penetrates through that. And the fact that God saves one person is His grace and mercy that we see every day. It was reiterated earlier, verse uh, chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, it talks about, but whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. No restrictions when we're showing God's love toward one another, which we need on a daily basis. A person described in this verse, verse 11, is an unsaved person professing to be a Christian. He's comfortable in the darkness. We close this verse with God's warning in Matthew 7. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Being a Christian is about a relationship. It's not about a religion. And that's one thing I've found being a chaplain in the military, being a chaplain in in our county jail here, is getting past that. Because the first thing often I'll hear is the inmate, well, I'm going to go back to church or I'm going to go back to confession if God gets me out. I said, it's not about that. I said, what's your relationship with Jesus? What? Whoa. Never heard that before. You aren't going to give me a list here of what I have to do? Or how do I keep it? Or am I good enough? Or do I have enough works to, to get there? 
all God's grace, all His mercy. As members of the body of Christ, must we love each other with God's love? Is that a requirement? Absolutely. The Old Testament command that was given, but given new, fresh, in the New Testament, and it should be our way of life as Christians. We have the perfect model to follow, don't we? In Jesus. Was He treated right? Was He falsely accused? Was He beaten up? Was He put on the cross for us? For our sins, so He could die for our sins? Do we love one another here at Lakeside? I know every time we have communion, we have a time for confession of anything. If we're holding a grudge or if we're have any sin that we need to confess with our brothers or or sisters. Now we have a very unique, a very unique church here. Unlike most in the country. We don't play church here. God's word is central. Everything else adds to it, but God's word is central. Why? Because our pastors, because leaders in our church know that that's the only answer. And how are we to be equipped to stand up with all that's in our world unless we have that foundation of the Word? Because the world is full of many other interpretations of whatever they're following. Things that are based on works. Things that are based on who that person is deserving something. Where God's Word is clear, it's only through Jesus Christ. It's only having that relationship with Him. I pray if there's anything that I've ever done uh, to offend anyone here, I, I pray you'd let me know that because I would ask forgiveness. And I pray that we do that with one another because once we're through that, we can really love one another. If all of us were looking for those opportunities and we responded to everyone, I, it would be amazing. I know there's some of that going on, but it could even be more. God says, well, help this brother. He needs a word of encouragement. Help him. He needs a repair on his car and your mechanic. Whatever it is, to help each other and look for the opportunities. If everybody's doing that, <laughs> this would be a good thing I can picture. We'd all be in each other's way, wouldn't we? Say, well, let me get in line. I want to help here and here because I want God's love to be shown through my life. We only have one opportunity to walk in this world whatever amount of time it is, whether it's 50 years, 90 years, anything in between, younger, doesn't matter. We have one opportunity to walk on this earth and represent the King of Kings. And the greatest way we can show it is by showing love for one another. Because when the world sees that love that doesn't hold a grudge, doesn't become unforgiving toward each other, but rather forgiving, they can see God is great because the world wants us to follow anything but Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning for this time in First John, the opportunity, Lord, to open your word with my brothers and sisters here. And Father, I just pray that your love would be active in our lives toward one another, especially in the body of Christ, 
we need it, Lord, because we all have rough days. We all have days that we can just praise you for. We can praise you for every day, but Lord, sometimes we stumble and don't. Lord, help us to apply this portion of Scripture to our lives that that you want us to every day show love, your love toward each other. That the world can see your love is real because they see a glimpse of it in our lives. We can't do it on our own power, Lord, so we depend totally on you. And thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross, not getting off, not saying we're not worth it, but by your grace and mercy, enduring all you did, and not only to die on the cross, but to rise again the third day. We praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.